day. It's this day of the year that everyone begins to think about tomorrow. And a lot of people get excited about 2018 or the next day or the next year or the next opportunity, the next, the next year of our life. And a lot of people celebra- celebrate it a variety of ways. Some people will go to church. Some people will go out and party. Some people will go get drunk. Some people will go get high. Some people go and just hang around and eat a lot of food. And some people just go to bed. But we often talk about starting new, starting fresh, starting over, new commitments, new opportunity, whatever, however you try to word it up in your mind. But the message today is this, how will you end? How will you end this year? How will you end today? How will you end tonight? It's like we always have these dreams of what comes next and what my next opportunity is, but what about today? How will we end this night? How will you end this service? How will you end this life? Because it's not about the beginning. We know we have Walker. He's new in the family. He's two, going on three months old and he's new. But, but the deal is it isn't necessarily the importance of how he came. It's the importance of how he leaves. And in your life and mine, we can live our whole life and, and think we've accomplished and had great success. But if you don't end right, nothing else really mattered. I'm going to read some scripture to you, and, and what we're going to do is we're going to open the altars this morning, because I feel super heavy in my heart that there's some people that, that you need to end this year like you have other years. This is the ending, not just the beginning. This is the beginning of something different. And so often we think it's just about, about a new year. I know Nick always loves this time of the year because the gym grows by like 15, 20%. You know, his gym... All these people say, I'm going to be motivated, I'm going to go get buff, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get fit. And, and so he gets all these new memberships for a year and he's pumped up about it. But what about your membership up and down, your relationship with him this morning? And so in the book of 2 Timothy, and, and I'm going to go there and I won't be real long, of course, but 2 Timothy in, in chapter 4. For I'm now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course, and I have kept the faith. Therefore, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. And I'm going to stop there for a minute because there's three things that happened. He fought. And I think one of the biggest reasons that some of us never live successfully is that we quit fighting. It's like we get so caught up with life that we think it just... Serving the Lord is just supposed to be an easy thing. It just happens. Once you give your heart to Him, everything's tranquil and it's, it's bliss. That's not the reality. Paul said, I have fought. And if you ever want anything from the Lord, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to battle for it. It's going to be something that you have to be motivated to pursue. And not only that, then you also have to do what? You have to finish what you started. Because a lot of us have started things this past year. We've not even come close to finishing them. You may have given your heart to the Lord this year. But the past six months, you've done nothing to prove it. Maybe the past six weeks. When are we going to start finishing things instead of always starting over again tomorrow? Tonight at 12 o'clock, we're going to start again. No, it's time to finish what we already started. And that goes for every one of us. Well, I get indifferent. I get, you know, kind of separated. I'm not really into it. And I get all these different emotions. Friend, 
If you're the kind of person that bases everything on emotion, you won't ever have stability in anything in your life. From your relationship with your spouse to your kids to your neighbors to other people in the church. There's a time in our life that we have to get past all the things that are immature and kind of vain. Looking for something new when we don't finish what we already started the past year. A new year to start over. A new resolution. A promise to myself. A promise to others. A promise to God. A new place. Luke chapter 2 and verse 7. There was a guy by the name of Simeon. And, and we're going to do that in just a minute. But before we get to Simeon, we had the birth of Christ. Things weren't necessarily easy. Mary didn't want to give birth to her firstborn son in a, in a barn. She wanted to have it maybe in their house with a midwife there, and it didn't happen. Her husband delivered, and, and the animals saw it. It was a less than uh, you know, desirable circumstance, but it took place. Often we expect a new year to bring all the changes, but until we recognize it, that it's not how we start, it's how we finish. What if Mary and Joseph began to make excuses that it'll never work? I'll never be different. Nothing ever changed. And when you get into that way of thinking, everything in your life is short-lived because your commitment level is short-lived. What if they had not endured it because Jesus had to be born in a barn? What if Joseph had bailed? Number three. In Luke chapter 14, it tells about a, one, about a man who began to build a tower, build a structure. There is always a cost. There is always a requirement to finish something. And you and I have to embrace that this morning. There will always be a cost. It is never going to be a simple thing. You know, whenever you're building something, you want it done, you get these visions of how quick it's going to go up. It requires time. But you have to learn to endure and sow into the time part before you can ever reap the harvest of what you put in. You can lay a foundation, but with little follow-through and no planning... And no schedule of weekly things, and you'll never finish it. Only have a little bit left to do to finish it. But I'm too busy doing other things. Too many other responsibilities. I now have too many other interests. I have other opportunities that's taken me away from that. I lost my interest. The most unfulfilled people are those who complain, accuse, and those who fail to finish what they should be finishing. There is not one of us going to stand before the Lord and begin to blame other people for why we didn't finish what he called us to finish and what he's put in our heart to finish. This is your trip. This is your chance. This is your day to finish something that began at some other point. And maybe you're here this morning and you haven't ever given your heart to Christ. Well, this is a new beginning before the new starts. This is something to finish before tomorrow begins. I don't care where y'all go on playing, if, if you want to go back to the one that, that you wanted to. But I want to give you a scenario of two people. And I've really condensed all of this, but let me ask you, how is your life ending right now? How is your life ending right now? Is it going as expected? Is it going as planned? Is everything in your life kind of went the way you thought it would? Or have there been things that happened that really upset you and it wasn't quite turning out the way you thought it, it would turn out? I'm going to give you two scenarios. There was a guy, and we don't know his name. All we know is that Jesus told the disciples, let's go across the sea to a place called Gennesaret or the Gadarenes. And they go there, and there's a guy that's living up in the tombs that cut himself. And he's been bound with chains. So stay with me. He's been bound with all this stuff of life. He never looked forward to anything new. And Jesus goes there. I'm going to read this to you. 
a demon-possessed man. He knew what darkness was. He knew what evil was. This year that Jesus showed up was a year of change. He never expected it. He never thought it would happen, but something took place, and he began to have hope. It's in Mark chapter 5. If there was ever anybody in Scripture that their life completely changed, and it wasn't something they pursued, it was something that just happened. Jesus showed up, and the disciples, they get out of this boat, and, and he don't recognize them. He goes up to Jesus and says, man, what are you doing here? And, and Jesus begins to speak to him, and he, he delivered him of this possession, this demonic influence. Verse 15, and they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil. And had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they saw it, how it was told to them that befell them that was possessed with the devil, and also concerning the swine that the legion went into. And they began to pray him, or ask Jesus to depart out of their coast. And when he was come back to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed that he might go with him. And Jesus suffered him not, but he said unto him, Go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all the men did marvel. Why? Because it was a year that something had changed. It wasn't just something new he was looking for. It was something that he was finishing. He wanted to follow Christ and no man, you go back and you take care of what's already been done. And in your life this morning, you need to take care of what's already been started. Doesn't matter the road you've been on, how rocky it's been, or how complicated it's been. Now I'm going to speak to some of you that are older. You've gotten older and you've settled in your ways and you've sat in church for years and you've kind of endured the Christianity thing or the, the serving Jesus thing and you know what it is to go to church and now you're older and you become like Simeon. You've always heard of promises and you've always believed God for big things but you kind of got comfortable going to the temple. And one day Simeon went to the temple and it wasn't a day any different than any others as far as he knew. But when he got there, Mary and Joseph brought, brought baby Jesus in. And it was the time of his circumcision. It was the eighth day. And they bring him in, and Simeon, when he sees him, a great variety of things begin to take place. He began to prophesy. He began to give blessings. He began to do a variety of things. And he took the Christ child in his hand, something unexpected. But he finished what had been there for years. Some of us have sat for years just kind of letting things go. We never break the altar. We never humble ourselves. We never broken in His presence. We just kind of survive and we kind of just live our, our way. But that's a sad way to finish. That's a sad way to finish. Sister Blau in Sunday school this morning, I so appreciate her teaching. She does an awesome job. But she said, how would the rest of us be acting the rest of the day if we knew Christ was coming tonight at midnight? And obviously, we all knew we would all be in prayer. We'd all be seeking, making sure there's nothing in our life that would possibly hinder. So I'm going to ask you this morning, where are you finishing in your commitment? Where are you finishing in what Christ done with Calvary? Are we so excited we're just looking at starting a new year but no changes? Just to say we've survived? I believe with everything that's in me, that there are things in a lot of our lives that have been there for years, that our families done, that our families were involved in, that, we, that it just kind of has emerged into our personalities and, and the way we do things, and it's not beneficial. 
There has to be a time in our life where we keep looking for an excuse to start over and we take care of what we already have. Right? You're here this morning and you need to finish this year different than any other year. We're going to open the altars and we're going to pray. I'm going to be up here praying. You can sit there if you like, but I know this pastor. I don't want to settle this year like any other year. I want it to be different. I want to go out this year different than any other 54 years I've had before this. I want it to be different. I'm sick of things coming up. I'm going to do better this year. I'm going to spend more time in prayer, more time in this, more time in that. But if I can't finish where I'm at, how can I possibly believe tomorrow is going to be different? Can't. It's a dream we have in America that is fickle and it's immature. It just is. Today's the day. Today's the day before it ends. It's today's the day to get things right. Today's the day to get serious about who we need to be and what we're supposed to be. God's going to ask you to lead us. I'll come back up in a few minutes. But I'm going to ask you to get honest with yourself, and I want you to make things right, maintain things right, that you don't end this year like you have any other year, but that we see God in our lives like we've never seen Him before.